Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Welcome to the podcast. With me, as always, is our co-host, the original shark on Shark Tank and the inventor of the infomercial, Kevin Harrington. Kevin, thanks so much for being with us. Hey, Seth. Looking forward to a great uh, podcast today. Thanks. Awesome. We have a very special guest today, Dr. Joe Vitale. He is the author of way too many best-selling books to mention here. However, two of my favorites are There's a Customer Born Every Minute, his book about P.T. Barnum, and The Attractor Factor. He was a star of the movie The Secret. He's been on Larry King Live, Donnie Deutsch's The Big Idea, CNN, CNBC, ABC, CBS, Fox, The Alphabet Soup of Media, including Rolling Stone Magazine, which we'll, I'm certain we'll get to, and has a miracles coaching program that helps people achieve their dreams. Joe, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, my pleasure. What an honor and what a treat to be with you two guys. I've made it. This is proof that I'm finally a success. Look where I am. <laughs> Call your mother. Well, is he a comedian too, huh, Seth? <laughs> Singer, songwriter, comedian. Uh-huh. Hey, I'm Man, happy to be here. <laughs> I even shaved for you guys, you know? That's good. Fantastic. Hey, so when I when I hear the word P.T. Barnum, I think of infomercials, okay? So I've been doing that for a long time, but tell me about that, that, that book. Um, how'd that go? Oh, oh, that book is fantastic. You know, I'm a disciple of P.T. Barnum. That guy was an entrepreneur. He was a marketer. He was a publicist. He was a negotiator. He was a writer. He was a speaker. He was a politician. He did all of this and more within a lifespan of about 80 years. And he created an empire that we still know today. I researched everything he did, and I wrote this book, There's a Customer Born Every Minute, and I I found the 10 things he did that you can do today. What's better when we do it today is that we have technology to make it easier. Back Mm. then, he had to send a telegram or he had to send a snail mail letter and wait months to get an answer, or he used the newspapers, which he said was the, the ticket for his big success. But I love P.T. Barnum, and I'm always asking myself, what would P.T. Barnum do today? (laughs) That's my favorite business question. What would Barnum do today? Hey, if he was shooting an infomercial, I'd love to hear that one. You know, that that would be good. Did did he sell products, by the way? Did he sell products? Well, he sold his own book. But the cool thing about his book, he wrote an autobiography, which he did sell. But this is brilliant. He gave away the copyright while he was alive. He put his own book in the public domain because he knew he was famous enough that other people would print his book and sell his book, and he would get the free publicity from his book being distributed by other people. And those other people often made far better-looking books than what he had made. Okay. Yeah. The world's first affiliate program. Yeah, there you go. Right. Yeah. So, so Joe, so you've done all these books, and now how have you monetized all of that exposure and in, in, into building your brand? Well, my goodness. You know, one of the things I decided when I was a kid, I wanted to be an author. And what I found out when I finally did become an author is that I better learn how to be an entrepreneur. 
because an author is going to starve in most cases and 99.9% .9 of the times. So I had to learn marketing. I had to learn uh, to be an entrepreneur. I had to learn publicity. I had to learn how to leverage the book. I had to learn to make multiple versions of a book. So there's the audio version, the video version, the in-house version, the online version, the live version of it, which I have done for every one of my books. Somebody counted the books that I have done and they said, Joe, do you realize you've written 76 books? And I said, no, I had no idea because I'm writing my next book. And when I write it, I put it out, I promote it, I leverage it, I do whatever I need to do. And wow. then I move on to the next one. But I keep turning it into multiple products. And of course, I leverage it. I got into the movie The Secret because of my book, The Attractor Factor. <laughs> yeah. My book on P.T. Barnum, some of the greatest business people have come to me for advice because they wanted to know how to apply that. So I turned being an author into being a consultant, into being a publicist, into being a, a marketer, into being an entrepreneur, into being a speaker, into being a TV personality. I mean, all of this and more by thinking beyond one product. A book alone isn't enough for most people. Yeah. No, absolutely. And, and I think I love how you said, you know, just being an author, you really need to be an entrepreneur. It's like running a business, right? I mean, if you're going to ultimately, you know, you got to promote it, you've got to market it, you got, you know, and it's in today's world, many of the times people that are doing their own, they're printing it, you know, because you now have this, this whole world of, you know, coming out with your own book, print oh, and et cetera, right? Yeah. Oh, I love it. I still think being an author is a smart thing for any business person to do as long as they think of the book as a brochure or a calling card. The book is evidence of their authority. The word author is in the word authority. The first part of it says author. So when you write a book, a nonfiction book, you become the authority, the expert on that subject. One of the reasons people hired me as a copywriter way before the internet is I had written a book called Hypnotic Writing. It's still in print. It's still out there. It's still influencing a lot of people. But who do you want to hire to write your copy? Somebody who hasn't written anything or somebody who wrote a book and invented a process called hypnotic writing. So people would come to me and hire me because I was the author of the book. This is for everybody in business when they become an author. And as you pointed out, we live in this magical time where anybody can be an author by tonight, by tomorrow morning. Yeah, My last few books have all been done on the Amazon's Create Space print-on-demand facility. I write the book. I upload it to Amazon. It's sitting there now. The Secret Prayer, The Miracle, uh, my, The Greatest Law of Attraction Quotes. These are all recent books of mine that I allowed Amazon to print. When somebody goes to Amazon and they see those books and they order it and they receive it, they have no idea that only one copy was printed. Wow. Yeah. Isn't this amazing? Yeah, it is. It is. Hey, have you ever done any of this, these collaborative type uh, books where you have, you know, you, you know, co-author or have some other people involved with you? Absolutely. I've done that. In fact, I'm doing it right now. I have a couple of different books where we have this joint venture going on where people write a chapter right. and they submit the chapter and they end up getting a printed version of the book with their face on the cover and my face on the cover and they get i don't know 1000 copies 5000 copies whatever we work out with them and of course they're paying for that right and 
30, 40 people in that book. But the beautiful thing for them is they're hitching a ride on my wagon. They're yeah. hitching a ride on my rocket ship. So when if I go out in outer space, they get to say, hey, I'm in a book with Joe Vitale. I'm on the cover of the book. And in fact, when I make it a bestseller, they get to say, I'm a bestselling author. And here's the latest book. So yes, I've done that. I've done that a few times. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that, I mean, that's you've done that with Celebrity great. Press, right, Nick Nanton? Uh, yeah, I have done it. It's it's very it's very cool. It's a it's a win win situation. Um, you know, for for those that wouldn't you know couldn't either come up with all the content for a whole book, and you know they get to leverage you know your credibility, Joe. I mean, seventy some books. That's that's you know that's amazing. Um, you, you it seems like you're. You're probably always writing. Huh? <laughs> I, I am. I have five books in the work right now. Right. On top of me being a musician, I'm recording music. I'm traveling. I was in, I don't even know where I was at. I was in Russia. I was in Peru. I was in somewhere else. But yeah. I, I'm a writer. I love being an author. I love writing. But at the same time, I know that I have to leverage that for success because just as an author alone, probably won't live the lifestyle that I like. And I like a luxurious lifestyle. I like living the lifestyle of the rich and famous. I like Kevin's lifestyle. <laughs> hey, let's, let's both get there, right? You know? <laughs> All right. All right. Talk yeah. us, tell us a little bit about your Miracles Coaching Program. Yeah, I started Miracles Coaching about 10 years ago because I realized, at least in my own life, that I only grew so much from books. I only grew so much from audios. I only grew so much from going to the self-help seminars, self-improvement seminars. And I needed somebody that was on the outside of me to be an objective ally, to look at my own language, to look at my beliefs and reflect them back to me. That's when I had my breakthroughs. That's when I got the greatest accomplishments. And so, yes, we can all learn and we can change from books. We can all learn and change from all kinds of self-improvement programs out there. But I found that when I had a coach, I had breakthroughs that elevated me and skyrocketed me way beyond where I was in my career. So I created Miracles Coaching. I found coaches. I trained them in what I, I feel is the way that they need to look at beliefs and to work with people. We've been doing this for about 10 years, and the whole idea is if you try to change yourself, it's like playing chess with yourself. You know your own moves. You can't outsmart yourself. You're mm -hmm. working within your own belief system, and when you try to change your beliefs while living out of your beliefs, you're, you're checkmating yourself. Mm -hmm. You can do it, but it's very difficult, and it's far better, smart, far smarter, and far faster to have somebody on the outside who's kind of playing chess with you, and they can talk to you, hear what you say, and reflect it back to you, and ask objective, loving, you know, non-judgmental questions to help you see what your own beliefs are. When you see what your own beliefs are, now you can have, you have some objectivity. You have some choice. Now you can change them. So for me, Miracles Coaching is priceless. I still use coaches today. I know that if I go into something I've never done before, I'm going to bump up against my comfort zone. I'm going to bump up against my beliefs of limitation. And I'm not going to see all of them by myself. I'll see a great deal of them at this point. But having a coach is priceless. Beautiful. I, I love that saying, playing chess against yourself. You know, yes. it's, it's yes. Um, it, it really makes sense. And I, I, I believe, and I, you know, and, and I, as I speak and run around, I, I tell people, 
you know, one of the most important things to do is creating a dream team, surrounding yourself yes. with experts. And some of them you might be able to get on a nominal basis or want to help you. Others you might have to pay. You might need a mentor or two here and there or a coach uh, because, you know, if, 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 look, in today's world, I mean, you know, a few years ago, we knew nothing about this world of digital and Facebook and social media. You know, I'm an old entrepreneur doing things the old way. It's TV, radio, newspaper, right? And so well, I had to get some people in and have them educate me on this world of digital and how to change things. And boy, I tell you, whatever we paid for that was one one thousandth of the what we ended up doing in sales shortly thereafter, you know? So it was a great, you know, eureka moment for me to be able to have that coach tell us, okay, do this, 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 and this. And and I think that's, you know, the amazing part of 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 of, of entrepreneurship. If you know, you know what you know, but you gotta look to the outside for the things that you don't know, right? Yeah, we don't know it all. No, none of us know it all. That's why we always have to have some sort of group. I still love masterminds too. You know, Napoleon Hill wrote about masterminds way back in the 30s with Think and Grow Rich. And I've been in a bunch of masterminds and I think all of us should be in one because the temptation, especially as an entrepreneur, is to do it yourself. The temptation is to think you're the lone ranger and you're going to learn it all and you're going to do it all. And that's pure ego. That's pure ego. You're not going to succeed in business unless you start tapping into your resources and helping them at the same time that they, you're tapping into them. So I say have a mastermind. I wrote a book with Bill Hibbler 10 years ago called Meet and Grow Rich. Meet and Grow Rich. And it was the whole idea of making your own mastermind up, gathering together six to 10 other people that can be in different uh, fields of industry, not competitors to you. And these people have their own resources and they have their own mindset. And as Napoleon Hill said, if two or more are together, you tap into what's called the third mind. There seems to be this, and I don't want to get metaphysical here, but there seems to be some sort of third mind that's invisible that the group taps into. So you have the group's resources, you have their talents, you have their connections, you have their energy, their beliefs, and so forth. But you also have this esoteric third mind that shows up for all of them to tap into. So none of us have to do it alone these days. There's no point in it. We're not Lone Rangers. That TV show went off in the 1950s. So today we work even as an entrepreneur. Fantastic. Fantastic. Joe, what are you most excited about? What's coming next for Mr. Fire? Well, I got so many projects going on. You, we had, you alluded to Rolling Stone at one point. About six years ago, I transformed myself into a singer-songwriter, and I got coaches to help me because I had fears about doing all of that. At this point, I have six singer-songwriter albums done. I have had several of my songs nominated for the Posse Award, which is the Grammys of positive music. I have one of my songs that just went into a movie that's coming out, or I think the movie is out, called As a Man Thinketh. And I forget, there's three other songs that were nominated for some other award, and this, that, and the other. I've studied with Melissa Etheridge. I perform with the Band of Legends. My band is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, I'm kind of giddy and boyishly excited to say that I did this. But as I tell you this, let me also point out, because I know what the nature of the show is, I'm enough of an entrepreneur 
to look at myself as a musician and realize I'm a product and that these CDs are products. How do I stand out from the crowd? I did enough research to see that there's 3,000 CDs that come out every week. 3,000. So here's Joe Vitale showing up out of nowhere saying, I got one too. Well, how do I stand out? What would P.T. Barnum do? <laughs> I called myself the world's first self-help singer-songwriter. <laughs> Good. This is an extension of who I already am. People know me from The Attractor Factor and The Miracle and all these other books that I've written. So my music is an extension of that. So logically, people can accept it when I go into the marketplace. And that's how Rolling Stone printed it the world's first self-help singer-songwriter. But I'm pointing it out to show that, to answer your question, I'm very excited, obviously. I can't sit still when I talk about this stuff. Mm -hmm. But also, I'm enough of a marketer and an entrepreneur to think, how do I separate myself from the competition as a beginning musician? And that's how I did it in that particular arena. So that's one of the things I'm very excited about right now. In your book, Hypnotic Marketing, you talked a lot about there's a whole section on hypnotic publicity. Did yes. you, other than, other than self-titling yourself, the world's first self-help singer-songwriter, did you do any hypnotic publicity to increase album sales? Um, well, I issued news releases along those lines. I don't think I did for the music, but I've done it a lot in the past for everything, including my P.T. Barnum book. Let me tell you, when the P.T. Barnum book first came out, I think it was 1998. Then I rewrote it and expanded it, and it came out in 2005. It's called There's a Customer Born Every Minute. And I thought, well, how do I get a Barnum book to be Barnumized and to be sought out in the marketplace? And I started creating ideas, and I came up with, sorry, I'm, entertain I'm entertaining myself if nobody else <laughs> I came up with the idea of having the world's first canine concert, the world's first canine concert. And the idea would be I would have a band play on stage, but at a sound level, only dogs could hear. And then I thought, well, what kind of music would dogs like? And I thought, well, let me send a survey. I sent a survey out <laughs> saying I was going to put on a canine concert and I needed to know what kind of music your dogs liked. And of course, people responded. And by far, dogs want rock and roll music. Dogs love rock and roll music. So then I went asking around, who's a band that'll play for nothing? That'll play with this little hoax, this little Barnumized event. And there was a band called Porter Davis in uh, Austin. And they said it sounded like fun to them. So I issued news releases. I got, I networked like crazy. I did my best to get a flash mob there. And we actually had a canine concert. And during the canine concert, I had a magician who had a giant seven foot tall book with the cover of my book on it. So everybody, if they're taking any photographs of the band or the dogs or anything or the stage, there's a customer born every minute is up there. And the magician opens the book and there's a mermaid, a living mermaid who happened to be a gorgeous woman with a little bottom fishy outfit. Because Barnum had a mermaid. Barnum did hoaxes. Barnum Barnumized himself. I did all of this hmm. as a hypnotic publicity stunt. Three news crews came to cover that thing. I was interviewed, and by the time it was done, they all knew it was a hoax. And one of the reporters asked me why I did it. And I said, I'm promoting a Barnum book. I had to do a Barnum-like event to get your attention. 
and that's how it was promoted. But that's wow. one of many, and I, it's a great fun to do those kinds of things. And the, hey. the, but more importantly, how many stars did the dogs give the band on Yelp? <laughs> I don't even know if Yelp was around here, but the dogs were yelping. You know, like I, I set you up for the pun. There. Where's the seven-foot book now? It, 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 does that still exist? Or I, I'm sure it gets reused for other books. Once we build oh. it the first time, take the cover off and put other covers up there. I got you. Yeah, that's cool. Very good. A lot of fun. Hey, Joe, for those of our who are listening, watching, um, want to learn more about the 70-plus books and all the cool things you've got going on, where is the best place for us to send them? Well, my website is mrfire.com, M-R-F-I-R-E.com. But I have a gift for all your listeners. I wrote a book called I wrote a book called Attract Money Now. Attract Money Now. It's got a seven-step formula in there that if people follow it, they'll be able to attract money. I went from homeless through poverty to living this wonderful lifestyle that I have today. They can have it. Go to attractmoneynow.com. www.attractmoneynow.com. Okay, we will send our visitors to attractmoneynow.com. Thank you so much for the generous offer and for uh, spending some very entertaining, enlightening, and informative time with us. You mean it's over? <laughs> Short and sweet, Joe. Yeah. I want a part two. I hey, want buddy. a sequel. You're great to be. Look, we'll do another one. Okay. Well, I'll be back. Thank you. I'm honored Look to be here. to meeting you. I'll see you in San Marcos the next time. All right. Thank okay. you. Thank you both. Thank you, everybody. Bye bye. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>